Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I go by the name of Truth Seeker. And this is my encounter with going to hell and living to tell about it. So when I was younger, I was involved in Satanism, occultism, and dark witchcraft. I had experiences and encounters in my life that I knew that something was real on the other side and I wanted to make contact. So I had all of these books, different witchcraft books, and satanic bible, all of the stuff, and I would do the rituals and the seances within them. All of the different meditations, usually on how to contact entities on the other side. And most of these were demonic beings that resided in hell and all of this kind of stuff that were in the Necronomicon, the Satanic Bible, and all of that stuff. So I did all of them over a period of a couple months and none of them worked. None of them worked. So uh, just before I was thinking about giving up, something happened and they all worked at the same time. I started having experiences in my home where I would see shadows running out of the corner of my eye. I would be watching television and something would be standing in the corner and it would run. I would see it, my girlfriend would see it. We'd hear crazy noises in the house and on top of the roof and all types of weird stuff going on. I started to uh, get really sick. I started coughing up blood on a daily basis. I got really skinny, turned really pale, and it was just this weird place that I was stepping into because I opened up the door to these entities. What ended up happening was I would sit on the couch and watch television with my girlfriend, and out of nowhere, some type of portal would open up, and these beings would pull me into this portal, and which I refer to as hell, and I would see all types of colors and shapes and spirits and all of this demonic stuff. It was panic, it was scary, and they would try to communicate with me. All of them at the same time, and they're speaking foreign languages. I can't understand what they're saying. I'm seeing stuff. And what happens to my body is I would get really pale. I would get really cold. My heart would start racing, and I would turn white. And I would stop breathing and I would just sit there and stare into this trance where these beings were trying to communicate with me. And my girlfriend would shake me and, are you okay? And I'd be in this trance, in this realm of hell. And I would come back and catch my breath and start, oh my God. And I would be crying, what, what happened, what happened? Very scary, psychosis. And they would do this at will. I opened up a door that I could not close. Whenever they wanted to try to communicate with me, in mid-conversation, they would pull me into the trance. 
they would pull me into the portal and I would see these different realms of darkness and beings and grotesque colors and faces that would, would change and there was no drug use, there was no psychedelics, nothing like that, but it felt so much like a bad trip. Again, this was in, in the middle of the day, in the middle of conversation, that these entities, these demons would pull me into this portal of hell. So needless to say, my mind was all jacked up from doing all of this occult rituals and these demons speaking to me at will. I remember trying to go to um, the grocery store to get groceries with my girlfriend and even with my grandmother, and I couldn't even go out in public because everybody was staring at me. Literally, everybody in the store, everywhere I went, they were all making eye contact with me and looking directly into my soul, and it was so frightening. Um, it was, uh, I felt ashamed and, and I felt exposed and I knew things about those people. When I would look at everyone, I knew things about them. There was this like really heightened uh, sense of psychic abilities that I couldn't turn off or on. ESP, it's called many different things, but I would know what people were thinking. And it was this weird realm of psychosis. Eventually, I couldn't look nobody in the face. I couldn't look nobody in their eyes because I knew things about them. They knew things about me, and these spirits would be whispering to me uh, during the day. Straight psychosis. I remember going to McDonald's and just trying to order something with my girlfriend, and I couldn't even look the people in the face and talk to them and tell them what I wanted to eat. So I'd have to whisper to my girlfriend, and it, it was just this crazy psychosis and I couldn't control it. My health was going downhill fast. I'm having nightmares about my own death. And right before I die in all of these nightmares, I scream out for the blood of Jesus to help me. And Jesus, please forgive me right before I die in all of these nightmares. And I was at this precipice. I was in between two worlds and I was living with one foot in the existence of, of some type of hell type of portal that I opened up in another realm I was in reality I was in the real world the physical world but I couldn't control it and for me this was sheer terror and torment there was another spirit that came upon me and it was a spirit of hypochondria and so what that was is everything that I heard everything that I saw about an ailment from somebody, whether it was on television or at the hospital, everything that I heard, I believed overwhelmingly in my mind that I had that disease. If it was brain cancer, if somebody said it, I believed it a thousand percent that I had it. And I feel things in my body. As soon as they said it, I would align myself with it and I couldn't, I couldn't turn it off and on. It was this weird realm, this weird vortex that was open, that was psychotic. It was schizophrenia. And again, sheer terror of experiencing this realm of hell. A few years before that, I was a Christian. I had given my life to Jesus at a prayer meeting in 1998. And I remembered the beauty. I remember the freedom, the bliss, the safety that I found in his presence. And so me being at rock bottom, being an open conduit for these souls to come and speak to me and torment me and all of this, I longed for God's presence. I longed for the stability and the serenity in my mind. I would have friends and, and family members come over and they would be smoking pot or something and we'd be channel surfing and I would watch like Benny Hinn or something. I would stop on it and they would say, man, turn that stuff, man, that's fake. And I said, no, man, 
that's real. I used to be a Christian. This stuff is real, y'all. And they would pray. He would pray for people, and you would see them just begin to cry and weep, and they would experience God's beauty. They would experience God's freedom, and I wanted that back in my life so much because I was at the end of my rope. Finally, after having a night of long episodes and being pulled in these trances and coughing up blood and really being at the end of my rope, I told my girlfriend at the time, I said, listen, I need you to pray for me. I need help. And so she didn't really believe in God, but she prayed anyway that I would feel better. Um, the next morning, I woke up and I felt a lot better. And I went to uh, my room and all of our idols and all of our witchcraft books and materials and clothing and posters and all of that stuff that had anything to do with Satanism and witchcraft and Wicca, I tore it all up and threw it all in the garbage can. And my girlfriend's in the living room freaking out, crying, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you throwing everything away? I said, listen, I gotta get my life back right with Christ. I have to. And I said, you can do it with me or you can move back in with your family. You make the, you make the call. And she's like, well, I don't believe in Jesus. Why you, I, you can't make me act like I believe in something that I don't. I said, well, we, we believed in the goddess and the God and Satan and Pharaoh. We believed in all this weird stuff. Why can't you just try to believe in Jesus? Let's give it a shot. Give it a try. I said, listen, if you will serve God with me and put your faith in Jesus for a week, and if our lives aren't 100% better, I'll come and I'll follow any God that you want me to. That's how confident I knew that Christ was gonna transform not only my life, but hers as well. I ended up taking what little books that I had left and a couple CDs and we brought them to the pawn shop and ended up getting a few dollars for it. So I took the witchcraft books and demonic CDs, got money, and I went and bought clothes that I could wear to a church. I took the money from the CDs and bought Christian CDs. I remember P.O.D. being a Christian band, so I was like, let me buy their album. So I bought P.O.D. and Daryl Evans, Let the River Flow. And the money from the books ended up buying Bibles. So we had our own Bible and our own Christian music and, and uh, closed the word of church because all I had was like demonic clothing. So I needed, I went to the dollar store and bought like a $10 suit of clothing. And so when I got back home, I grabbed the phone book and I made that decision to give my life back to Christ. But there was still a lot of stuff going on in my head, man. I, those demons still had hold of me. And so I called every church that I can find in the yellow pages in the phone book. And I left a frantic message on all of these answering machines at churches. It was like on a Saturday. And I said, hey. I, I think I have demons. I, I'm demon possessed and I need prayer. Can somebody please help me? Here's my number. Here's my name. And I left like 15 messages at different churches. One church ended up calling me back and the pastor called and prayed with me over the phone. That same day, the pastor comes over to the house and he, and he prays for us and he started picking us up and bringing us to church. And I rededicated my life to, to following Christ. And, um, and it was a long, hard road. You know, I, I found instant freedom uh, upon making that declaration to follow Christ, but I had trained my mind and opened it up to so many uh, wrong things. And so the, the process of renewing the mind has taken years. I found, felt instant freedom, but a lot of it, they didn't want to let go. So I suffered a lot of spiritual warfare, a lot of 
different places and areas in my, my life that I was getting freedom in, they didn't want to let go. So this was a process um, that I had to go through. And I, I would say I'm, I'll continue to go through that freedom and revelation of these different levels in the beauty of who Christ Jesus is to me. What I did was opened up doors and saw things that it wasn't permissible for me to see. I was not invited there. I showed up uninvited and uninformed and I ended up paying the consequence for that. I'm forever in debt to the beauty and love of the Lord Jesus Christ for saving me, for transforming my heart, transforming my mind because I know many people who don't make it out of that stuff. Many people end up in mental institutions and there's people who die and take their own lives because of all of this demonic torment. And again, I thank God for Jesus in the scripture saying that he is able to open doors that no man can open, but he's also able to close those doors that no man can close. And that's what I did. I opened up doors to the demonic realms of hell that I couldn't close. And Jesus came into my life and he closed those doors for me. And he brought me peace and he brought me his presence, his serenity. And uh, man, he is just the most beautiful person that has ever existed. And if we can see him for who he truly is, we'll be forever changed by one glimpse of the Messiah. Also remember watching TBN and they have that number at the bottom where you can call for prayer. And I was like, I need somebody to pray for me. So I ended up calling that number and somebody on their prayer team answered. And I told them my story that I was in witchcraft and you know, I'm having all of these weird thoughts and visions and it, it, it's scary and overwhelming. And they shared a scripture with me. And the scripture has stuck with me to this day. It was James 4, 7, which says, Therefore, submit yourselves unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near unto God, and he will draw near unto you. And at that moment, that scripture was so powerful because it says that if I will submit to God, the devil, the enemy, these doors will close and the enemy will flee. Man, I stood upon that scripture, September the 7th of 2000, and I still stand upon that scripture today, making sure that my life and our lives are in total submission to Christ, in total submission to God. So if there's any warfare, if there's any open doors, if we submit ourselves to God, resist the devil, he will flee.